0: Today is Saturday, September 12th, 2020. On this day in 1943, Hollywood actor David Bacon died of a mysterious stab wound while driving his car. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised, extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're discussing the 1943 murder of David Bacon, an actor with few credits to his name, but several big secrets to keep. To this day, his death remains a puzzling mystery. Let's go back to the evening of September 12th, 1943, just after 5 p.m., in a beachside suburb of Los Angeles. It was a typical Sunday afternoon in Venice, California families were packing up and heading home after a day at the beach, and Angelinos settled in to unwind before the new week. But on Washington Boulevard, just a few blocks away from the ocean, a maroon sedan was weaving from side to side to the alarm of drivers and pedestrians. The car swerved suddenly, nearly colliding with a telephone pole, Seconds later, it cut diagonally across the road, leapt the curb, and came to a stop in a bean field. As neighbors rushed towards the sedan, the driver stumbled out and shakily headed away from the vehicle. 29-year-old David Bacon was clearly disoriented and in great distress. The handsome young man with dark brown hair was wearing only a pair of shorts and made it just 15 feet before he collapsed. Wayne Powell was the first to make it to David's side. According to Powell, David was squirming on the ground while blood gushed from a wound in his back. Powell knelt beside David, who pleaded for help, his voice little more than a whisper. As Powell tried to comfort the bleeding man, he told him to stop moving and conserve his strength until help could arrive. Powell ran to the abandoned car and pulled a sweater from inside. He balled it up and placed it under David's head, hoping to keep him comfortable. Curious, or perhaps trying to keep David awake, Powell asked what happened to him. The wound in his back was clearly not a product of the crash but David couldn't or wouldn't say, and it was a secret he took to his grave. Before help could arrive, David Bacon bled out. Just feet away from David's now lifeless body, the car he crashed was splattered with blood. When investigators finally arrived on the scene, they removed the body amid a growing crowd of onlookers then turned their attention to the car. Unfortunately, the blood-soaked interior offered the detectives few clues, though they did make note of a few intriguing pieces of evidence. Perhaps most telling was the absence of blood on the car's exterior, which suggested that David's fatal stabbing occurred inside the car, perhaps even while he was driving. David was also in possession of several valuable rings, and his wallet remained untouched, which quickly ruled out robbery as a motive for his murder. Finally, the sweater Wayne Powell used as a makeshift pillow for the dying man was too small for David and had several blonde hairs attached to it. If police could find the sweater's owner, it was possible they would find David's killer but when cops dusted the car for prints, they found only David's, though witnesses reported seeing a suited man in the passenger seat just minutes before the crash. As the investigation continued, it seemed clear to detectives that the killer was someone David knew or trusted. For one, there was no real sign of a struggle, just the single stab wound in his back. The autopsy revealed that the wound on the left side of David's back was 5 inches deep and less than an inch wide. The blade punctured his heart and caused his left lung to hemorrhage. The curious placement of the wound suggested to police that whoever stabbed David did so as he leaned forward in his seat, perhaps to release the handbrake or close his door. Curiously, David's car was a British model, and as such, was a right-hand drive, which is likely why the stab wound was on his left. It's interesting to think that had his attacker stabbed him on the other side of his body, the knife may have not struck his heart, and he might have survived. As it was, the autopsy surgeon estimated that a person with such a wound could survive for around 20 minutes suggesting that David had driven for some time before he finally crashed in the field. Was he driving himself to a hospital? It's possible. Unfortunately, David Bacon's final minutes remain shrouded in mystery. But in death, some of the secrets he kept finally came to light. Up next, the life, death, and puzzling secrets of David Bacon. Hi listeners, here's a series I think you're really going to like. We all know that medical professionals are trained to give exceptional care, but what about those who use their skills not to heal, but hurt? In the new podcast series, Medical Murders, you'll discover a disturbing diagnosis that not every doctor wants to extend your life. Every Wednesday, Medical Murders introduces you to the worst the medical community has to offer men and women who took an oath to save lives, but instead used their expertise to develop more sinister specialties. Join host Alastair Merton as he examines the formative years and motives of history's most infamous killers, dissecting their medical backgrounds with expert analysis and professional insight provided by practicing MD, Dr. David Kipper you'll investigate a wide range of heinous healthcare workers, like the general practitioner believed to be the most prolific serial killer in modern history, or the dentist who led a double life as a hitman, or even the doctor and gang member who mixed deadly potions for unhappy housewives to use on their husbands. When it comes to these true crime stories, the only thing the doctor ordered is murder follow Medical Murders free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Now back to the story Just after 5 p.m. on Sunday, September 12th, 1943, 29-year-old David Bacon died of a fatal stab wound. Unfortunately, there were few clues to explain the attack, leaving police baffled. Shortly after his death, police contacted his wife, singer Greta Keller. Greta was 11 years older than David and five months pregnant when he died. Until then, Greta's pregnancy had been difficult on her and she miscarried just two weeks later. Word of the murder captured national attention for the intriguing mystery as well as the notable victim. Born Gaspar Griswold Bacon Jr., David was the grandson of a former U.S. ambassador and son of a prominent Massachusetts politician. Plus, he'd appeared in a handful of Hollywood films, though mostly in small roles. Most recently, he'd filmed The Masked Marvel, winning his place in the film after several other actors bowed out due to injury. Legend goes that Bacon joked he'd also injure himself during filming. Days later, he was murdered. Speaking to witnesses, investigators cobbled together an idea about David's movements on the day he died, but were left with large gaps. According to his wife, Greta, David left their Hollywood home sometime around noon, intending to go to the beach. However, he didn't take his three dogs with him as he usually did when swimming, leading investigators to believe he may have met with someone instead of taking a dip. This idea grew more believable in the years following David's murder when Greta revealed that theirs was a lavender marriage, a convenient coupling between two closeted gay people. In the 1940s, neither felt it safe to be open about their sexuality, especially considering their prominent careers, so the marriage provided a blanket of regularity to protect them both. Greta reportedly alleged that David engaged in an affair with Howard Hughes, the famous aviator and director. Greta believed that Hughes had a hand in David's murder, but her claims about the relationship between the two men were never substantiated. This was not the only popular theory to capture public imagination following the sensational death. Police suggested that David picked up a hitchhiker who stabbed him before fleeing the car. According to those who knew him, David was in the habit of picking up strangers to offer them lifts. So it's possible that this happened. Though this scenario seems unlikely, given that robbery was ruled out as a motive. Rumors swirled that a camera was found in the car, and that the film contained a single photograph of David posing naked at the beach. This gave rise to the idea of a blackmail plot gone wrong, which fits neatly in line with David's concealed sexuality. However, the photograph has never been found, and some have suggested it never existed. If these reports of David's secret double life are true, they weren't the only things the young actor was concealing. In the days following the murder, police uncovered a secret apartment he rented, not far from the home he shared with Greta. According to the landlord, David rented the apartment as lodgings for a gardener. However, the Bacons didn't employ a gardener, leaving investigators and David's loved ones more confused than ever. Days later, a suspect at last emerged in the form of 20-year-old Glen Irwin Schaum, a Navy deserter who claimed to have been hired by David as the mysterious gardener. But just days before he died, David called the arrangement off and Schaum never started work. And though police liked Sham for the murder, his alibi checked out. He was with his wife when David lay dying in Marina del Rey. So after several confusing twists in the case, the investigation ground slowly to a halt. In the decades since, the case has fascinated Hollywood crime lovers who obsess over the scant details and salacious gossip that surrounded the murder. Was David Bacon killed by a violent hitchhiker? A hitman hired by a scorned millionaire? Or was it someone he knew? A threat of blackmail that turned deadly? It's unlikely we'll ever know the truth, Though David himself knew the circumstances of his death, it was just one more secret he left behind, with the answers now lost to time. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you enjoyed today's episode, you should check out our episodes of Unsolved Murders that take a deeper dive into the mysterious death of David Bacon. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joel Callen, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Killer nurses, deranged doctors, mad scientists. Don't forget to check out the new ParCast original series, Medical Murders. Every Wednesday, meet the worst the medical community has to offer. Men and women who took an oath to save lives, but instead use their expertise to develop more sinister specialties. Follow Medical Murders free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.